Welcome to Blissful Hiking Adventures, where we put the bliss into hiking and hiking into the adventure. I'm your host, Loralee Bliss, trail name Blissful. And coming to you having accomplished many trails, both high in altitude and low at sea level. But coming to you really with words of wisdom, experience, and yeah, plenty of lessons I've learned along the way in the hopes that you'll find a blissful hiking adventure in your future and you'll be able to fulfill your hiking dream. Welcome to episode seven of the Blissful Hiking Adventures podcast. This is Blissful coming to you from Virginia near the beautiful Shenandoah National Park of which we're getting quite ready for some beautiful fall color. So This is an important time of year. Every time September rolls around, I remember this wonderful conclusion I had now 15 years ago when my son and I finished the Appalachian Trail, or AT, up at Katahdin, Baxter Peak to be exact, in Maine. So I'm coming to you today to just share some memories of that journey and really how it all came about, too. When we have goals or dreams, sometimes they're many years in the making. This dream came about when I was about 14 years old. We had taken trips down to Shenandoah National Park and Bessie the camper was a big RV camper. We got down there and decided to take one of the ranger-led hikes that they usually do in the national parks. This ranger with his big, broad brown hat there and walking along, took us to this trail with these white blazes and said, this is the Appalachian Trail. And it goes over 2,000 miles from Maine all the way down to Georgia. And I'm staring at this trail, looking north to Maine, and then turning around, looking south to Georgia and thinking, wow, what would it be like to hike that? 14 states, one after the other, using feet. Of course, I'd used, you know, a mode of travel in Bessie the Camper. We'd done tent camping. We'd done um, the pop-up tent campers, too. We had that. Now we have the RV. But I never once thought about putting a backpack on my back and hiking for that long a period of time. My brother was the only one in the family that actually did any backpacking. I considered it and did one little adventure with him. Wasn't wearing the backpack correct. It turned out to be a terrible day out there. I learned a lot, but I never thought that I could actually do something like that. But yet, the idea remained with me for many years. Back then, it was called the Appalachian Trail Conference when I was little, now the Appalachian Trail Conservancy, but they were the go-to organization. And so even back then I was using my babysitting money to purchase a little guidebook, to buy some maps, and to start a dream. And that dream lasted over 30 years. I brought it into my marriage. And then I told my husband that I wanted to do the trail one day with our son, who at that time was just a couple years old. 
So, of course, it seemed like a far-fetched dream. But a couple years before the start that I'd already planned, I started getting online, talking to people, figuring out how to put wheels to that dream that I'd had for over 30 years. I got busy. I started doing more reading. I'd read books on the trail, of course. I started to read about other people's adventures, what they went through. I started to really dive deep into making this dream a reality. So I set the date, and that always is helpful to get something moving in your life. Set a date. Set a date for that goal. It may be a year from now, maybe five years from now, but set a date and start working toward it. So that's what I did. It was going to be March 1st, 2007. And then I got the wheels going and got things worked out. Started getting the plans in the motion. Started buying the food. and We actually made a lot of food. Started getting the gear together and got the plans ready. Unfortunately, when March 1st hit, we both got saddled with really bad head colds. Very sick, actually. So we had to move our start date to March 5th. And it was fortuitous that happened because on March 1st down in Georgia, we ended up with absolutely horrendous rain, flooding conditions, everything. So we missed it because we both had head colds. So we were still suffering from some of the cold effects when we started March 5th. But nevertheless, we began down there at the approach trail at Amicalola Falls State Park to start that dream of a dream that I dreamt back when I was 14 years old. And of course, I had my son with me who later on would say, I thought we were only going to go for a few days and turn around and go home. He didn't really know how important this was for me to do something like this, especially when you've dreamt about it for so long. And that's why it's important. You may be a young person or even an old person listening to this podcast and wondering if it's too late for a dream. And it never is. Dreams can always come true, but you have to put your feet to that dream and to that goal. So that's what we did. And we started off. We started out with some really good weather, actually, before the weather turned bad with snow and ice and cold. The nice thing is, though, is that the trail brings you with people you never thought you would ever meet. It unites you together as one as you're both tackling this trail. So on our first day out, we actually met some folks. We met Dr. B and Flint and some others that were hiking the trail like we are. And then you start having that hiker, what well, we call a tramly, but hiker family that you start seeing off and on as you're making your way north. And that would kind of change each each time we were out because some people would get off and stay longer in towns. Some people had commitments. Some people got injured. So we would see new people as we would head north. The nice thing is, is that we kept heading north, even though there were times that I kind of wanted to quit. Now, who would think that after I've hiked over 10,000 miles now under my belt? But I think every time I go out for a major hike, there's a part of me that always thinks it's always safer and always nicer to be on the home front. And that could be true. The thing is, is once you've decided to do a goal and hike it out there and hike it, the idea of you stopping in the middle of it and going home 
it would leave you with such an awful feeling that I should have kept going that extra time or that extra mile. So I told my husband before I left on this big major hike on the Appalachian Trail, and even if I want to go home, don't make me come home because I'd regret it, especially after dreaming about this for so many years. So I absolutely had some times on the trail, though, that I considered going home, especially if you're having a little bit of an injury issue or a mental issue. After hiking many weeks on the trail, I came to find out that hiking the Appalachian Trail is not just a physical journey, but it's more of a mental journey. It's a game you have to play to win. You have to want this. You have to be able to get up every day, pack up your stuff, get on your backpack and walk, and then stop, get your water, find a place to camp, cook your meal, go to bed, and start off all over again, day in and day out, week after week, and if you're doing the whole trail, month after month. So it can sometimes get hard mentally, and that's why this is a mental game you have to play to win. But I did have my mental issues on the trail, especially in the Great Smoky Mountains. For some reason, we ended up with really warm temperatures after having some cold issues. And so it was almost like spring break up there. It was me, it felt like, with all the young people, all the college crowd. And so I think I was feeling a little lonely. There was nobody really my age out there. My son was having fun because he found some, some uh, hikers around his age. But it was then I fell in a company with a great friend, Hiker Nut, and we hit it off really good. In fact, I was able to go visit her a couple months ago when I was doing the Pinhoti Trail, which I'll do a podcast on that um, next time around. But she was such an encouragement to me. She told me to keep going no matter what. Even if it's raining, you don't want to quit on a rainy day. And she just gave me some good ideas on how to keep this dream alive. And that's really what it was, is a dream that you had to keep going. Even though you're hiking it, it's still a goal. People say they're through hiking the trail. You're not a through hiker until you've finished it. Let's get real. You're always a section hiker. You're always just attempting to do this trail. So that's what I was doing. So then we meandered north. We had some snow areas. We had times that we were actually camped in the snow. I never forget one night we were in our tent, my son and I, his trail name actually is Paul Bunyan, by the way. So hear me say Paul Bunyan. And I were in the tent and the tent is sliding off the uh, side of the mountain there because it's in the snow. And we're using our backpacks to try to keep us up on the t in the tent, you know, as we're sliding off. So we had some interesting times out there, but finally made it to my home state of Virginia. And it was there, I kind of felt like, uh, I may want to go home for a little while. And it was about that time my husband came to visit us down in the Grayson Highlands area, which is a really great area, by the way, on the trail. And he wouldn't let me come home. He said, why don't you stay out longer? And he actually remembered what I told him before the trail started. Don't let me come home. I may not come back. <laughs> so we did hikes along there, along the Grayson Highlands and saw the wild ponies and was enjoying some of the beautiful areas there in Southern Virginia. So 
really after that, I'm trying to think, except for two times I got off for some injuries, I never really considered quitting. Those are the two main times that quitting really entered my head. Now, my son, Paul Bunyan, never mentioned about quitting until we got to Pennsylvania. The weather turned extremely hot and he doesn't do heat well. The heat and humidity can really be tough when you're carrying a backpack. So I remember telling him, telling me when we got to Southern Pennsylvania, mom, I just, I, I've had it. I want to go home. And at that time we were sharing gear. We were sharing a tent, a pretty big tent, two person tent, um, you know, cook set, all this stuff. And I said, what am I going to do if he goes home? You know, <laughs> how am I going to keep this going? So I said, well, the best thing you can do is maybe nurture him a little bit. I got him a pizza, I got him a milkshake. We took a day off, went to Gettysburg, um, had some fun. And then he got back on the trail and he said, well, I'm going to do a couple more days. And he actually never talked about quitting again. They never, he, he just never entertained that possibility. So you could say definitely whenever you do a major undertaking that the idea of stopping and going home is always there. Um, teasing you, as you might say, but both of us, though, we kept on going and we, we know we had our issues out there. Um, we were at the big red barn down there in uh, Tennessee and got stuck there for two days after really bad rain and winds. Um, we were supposed to get off to get a, um, a mail drop and, uh, I couldn't get to it because the weather was so bad. So it's just terrible weather out there and I'm running out of food and I have a teenager. And you know, teenagers like to eat. And so thankfully, this is where I saw the kindness of other hikers that brought us food and helped us survive a day of really bad weather inside the red barn until we could get back out and get our mail drop um, the next day. So the goodness of hikers is always what brings me back to the trail. I love seeing creation, love seeing what God has made um, on a lofty summit peak or down by a stream bed. But I love what he sees with the kindness of others that I, I witness time and time again whenever I'm on the trail. And it was no exception for us being on the Appalachian Trail and seeing the kindness of strangers. People that would pick up dirty hikers and take us to town and <laughs> um, take care of us and you know give us candy and treats and trail magic along the way. Um, it all makes for some very special time. So. Uh, Paul Bunyan turned 17 on the trail up in Maine. His birthday's on September 1st. We were hoping to finish the trail right around his birthday, but because of a couple injuries I had suffered, I had one bad ankle sprain in Massachusetts. I had to get off for two weeks. We had to delay um, finishing it. So Maine in September is really beautiful. You really start to see some of that nice cool weather and the leaves start to change early too. I'm in Virginia, so the leaves aren't really changing till probably like mid-October. And then it all depends on precipitation. But up in Maine, we were starting to get some of the beautiful leaves changing in the cool weather and even some frosty conditions um, by the time we were getting near um, the end of the hike. But we'd been through a lot, went through the White Mountains, which is probably the um, toughest parts of the trail. Um, you hear it said that 90% of the work remains in the White Mountains, and that's true because you've been hiking along ridge lines and you get to the White Mountains and suddenly it's straight up and straight down, a lot of rocks, you gotta climb around and 
Um, some of these places I thought I was going to lose my life. It was very challenging, not only physically, but mentally, um, if you can really do the rest of this. So we just kept on going. We kept doing the best we could. And day after day, you take it one day at a time and do whatever you can do. And so that's what we did, even though it was tough, and got to Maine and ended our trail experience on September 18th at Katahdin. So we're celebrating this year 15 years of doing that major hike. Since then, I've done a number of other trails. I've done the AT actually southbound as well, and I'm endeavoring to finish the AT northbound again. Um, I'm already up to Port Clinton in Pennsylvania with the rest of it to go, so we'll see what next year holds. But I've done the Florida Trail and the Colorado Trail and the Foothills Trail and the Long Trail and the Allegheny Trail and done the trails leading into the Eastern Continental um, Divide Trail with the Pinote and the Benton Mackay. So I've done a number of different trails too, but I believe my first love always will be the Appalachian Trail because that was the first time I really had a goal to hike an entire trail and do it. So this trail is chronicled in my book, Mountains, Madness, and Miracles, 4,000 Miles Along the Appalachian Trail, which you can find in um, Amazon, published by Whitefire Publishing. Check out lauraleebliss.com. I have a hiking page there, Blissful Hiking, that links to my blog as well. So you can read some fun facts and tidbits from the trail. How how long it took us as far, how many miles, how much weight we were carrying, and some other good facts and figures there that's on a blog as well. So, so thanks so much for stopping and listening to our adventures as we celebrate 15 years. And Blissful Hiking Adventures would love to see you out on the trail and experiencing a really wonderful time um, hiking in creation. There's nothing better for your health and for your mind and your body and spirit as a hike. Take care and see you next time. You have been listening to the Blissful Hiking Adventures podcast. Be sure never to miss an episode by subscribing to this podcast and feel free to also leave a review as I value your opinion. Be sure to check out show notes and other valuable hiking information at blissfulhiking.com including my hiking adventure series of books, Mountains, Madness, and Miracles, 4,000 Miles Along the Appalachian Trail, and Gators, Guts, and Glory, Adventures Along the Florida Trail, both available now. Blissful Hiking Adventures is part of the Whitefire Podcast Network. Visit whitefire.tv podcast to find other shows I know you'll love. See you next time.